Welcome to the program warning with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International and Eagle Saving Nations. This week, we are going to share Dr. Hansen and his wife, Reverend Adalia Hansen, ministered at the Share the Love Center with teacher John C.W. in Nairobi, Kenya, January 28, 2024. Now, let's begin. For a minute, you may have your seat so that I can care to introduce appropriately and giving credit where credit is due. There are two verses I want you to point out to. Um, God has graced us today and he has made me to be a student too. So today I will be caring to sit down and to do a lot of learning to the glory of God. You will understand. Hebrews 13 verse 1. Media team, I don't know if the screen is working. He says, can you kindly read there? Can you kindly read there? Let brotherly love continue. I keep teaching you the context of how to read the gospel. So what is the context of verse 1? What's the context? Eh? Stop being wowed. What's the concept? Eh? So the concept here is love. So it means the whole verse, the foundation of this verse from verse, the whole chapter I mean, if the chapter has 39 verses, if the chapter has 10 verses, the context, the foundation of that chapter is what? Is what? So that's the foundation. So there is no need of reading further down if you don't limit yourself to the structure of verse 1 which is what love so the author of that scripture is emphasizing on the nature of love so without love my advice do not read verse 2 you are not you are not suitable to read the next verse because the foundation the guidelines of that verse i'm not teaching i just want to explain then you see how it's connecting to the teacher let brotherly love continue now he is not speaking to human beings i know we like making the gospel cute and saying what the gospel is not saying and meanwhile i have taught you how to read the bible over the years right i've shown you that the evangelist you don't take this verse and go with it to a crusade ground to win a soul no this scripture is written for those that are already brothers you must know when you are teaching what verses are for the church are you hearing me then what verses are for for example john 3 16 is one of the verses that you can teach in a crusade ground with the hope of recovering as many people as possible because the arrangement of that verse is in sync with people coming to know jesus by salvation do you understand for god so love that love is for the world the love that is talking about here that word brother is saint it is not human being do you understand what I'm saying? Have you read a scripture that says, do good to others, especially those of the household of faith? So this one is, that word brother there, you can remove it and write, let 
those that are in the household of faith continue in have you seen it so are we in the household of faith now if you're gonna go this direction the reason for this continuation you're gonna see it in verse 2 go to verse 2 and this is my emphasis as I bring the choice servant and then he says not be not can you can you can you can you read it for by thereby some have entertained angels unaware now I will need to explain this because that word angel there comes from the, the I've had a lot of teaching on angel and in our concept here remember the the first uh, no it's not it will you understand the first verse is brother do you hear what I'm saying so the second verse is not talking about an angel with wings remember the context is brother and that's why if you start teaching verse 2 without understanding you will limit it to only beings in the spirit that have wings that is not what it's saying in order for you to understand verse 2 you must understand the meaning of the word angel that word angel there is not spiritual beings the original name for angel is the word messenger it's not always reflecting to a being now there are two types of messengers you will notice Gabriel came as a what a messenger a spiritual messenger and at the same time you are physical messengers that's the word angel either a spiritual messenger that came to you by the spirit or a physical a messenger that came to you in the flesh with the aim of making Jesus known is still a messenger do you understand how to put the context so when he says here many of you have entertained strangers what unaware so the person that is talking here is the natural man that you see that you take for granted because if an angel appears here you cannot take him for granted because you will know that this is an angel the problem is when a man appears as the current angel the messenger of the word of God you can just take him as a man because he's a normal being do you is this making sense to you and it is needful that the only way for us to know this the messengers of God is that we must first walk in love love becomes a TV that portrays the real image of every creature so if we walk in love towards one another that love will bring people that love the church not to entertain the church but to create capacity through which the church can know the hidden things of God hallelujah I took that time to explain it and because you are a church that is full of love I expect that the angel that the Lord will use either as he appears there is a physical part and then men of God move by spiritual angels and when I say men of God I'm not talking about those that preach all of us are men and we are all been born of God everyone here has an angel hallelujah so don't make it look as if those that only preach are the ones no it's not true it's not true angels are ministering spirit sent to men of God no sent to all those that that are heirs to the throne and it's not only men of God that are heirs to the throne all of you tell your neighbor neighbor you have a deployment of angels use them so angels don't come to prove ranks they come to prove purpose so whether you are lead to in the church whether you are a toilet cleaner whether you are a bishop of bishops it doesn't matter what is the purpose that will bring an angel your way is that making sense to you I have come I 
I was a few years ago, I think it was two years if I'm not wrong, I was given an opportunity to minister in the US um, via radio television. Uh, yes, and I was given an opportunity and so I got to meet the great man of God then and he didn't even know me but in his heart, looking at his age, you can tell that he knows how to check what is of God. So the fact that he didn't even know me and he still cared to put me on his station and his people in the US to do a Zoom call, uh, it was a blessing to me and he gave me an opportunity to teach a couple and I taught the people. And I don't know if it would be appropriate for because so that he can come and minister. I don't know if I should first introduce his team or you will do it yourself, sir. Or should I introduce them and then have them come and say hello? Right. So this is the deal. You want to know the deal, folks? <laughs> yeah, so this is the deal, man. The wife of the great man of God, man, we go way back. When I said I'm a toilet cleaner, she will confirm. She used, we used to be in the same church many years, bro, before you were born. <laughs> I'm joking. Many years back, we used to be in the same church. And she used to be one of the people as a toilet cleaner. I don't know what they saw in me. I used to have one gray suit and I used to have nice long hair. But did you remember, sister? Yeah, it's cool, man. Ask her. They used to fall when they saw me. Folks used to fall, man. I'm like, law. <laughs> but I thank God that um, Jehovah helped me. So once in a while, they would come and meet me after the service. And because I was a Bible guy, they would ask me a lot of questions. So the great woman of God was part of that arrangement. And I knew her to her home. Literally would go and visit her. And one day I remember I told her when she used to come to me, like many of you say, is it time to marry? I said, no, no, don't marry at least she'll give you the confidence those of you that have told you wait you have an expose is that a word can it be used there you have an expose of what it means to wait on the lord and lean not to your own understanding so i told her your husband is a pastor many years later we meet here with a man of god that is a pastor to the nations So what am I saying? If I've told you, wait. <laughs> if I've told you to wait, tell your neighbor, just wait. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, and then next to him is a great, 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 great servant. I would like, first of all, before I bring the wife to say hello, I would like to, normally, many people don't do it, but you know me. Me, I respect even if you come with a toilet cleaner, that toilet cleaner will speak to us. Because that's what I was in church. Two years. I used to clean toilets. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Today, I'm still cleaning the hearts of people that have garbage. So the garbage comes out by receiving Christ. I was, I was shocked and I want uh, uh, the assistant to come and just say hello to you. And there's a question I want him to answer. Because you must learn a lot from this man. And uh, please, Eric, take that video and keep recording. Just take his phone. Keep recording. Yeah, just keep recording for him. So he can be in the video. All of us are going to be in the video. And even you, he's going to come to your face. And you... <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, he told me something. Um, Dr. Hansen told me that he has been with him from 1998. <laughs> 
Africa. Here, six months, you are blessed. If someone is with you for six months in Africa, you are blessed. And I've noticed something about, allow me to use this, the structure of the white land. There is a level of obedience that I've seen. Because that man to stay with him for 1998, I know some of you, even your parents had not met to marry. And I just want him to come and say hello, hello to you. And for someone to be someone from 1998, is that a joke? Africa, learn something. Some of you, you come, you get a little anointing. If you anoint them in Africa, after six months, you're going to hear a ministry. Lekwekwe, international hub. You even wonder what is Lekwekwe. But I would just like him to come and say hello to you. Is that okay? With a stand innovation. I know he's the assistant with a stand innovation. You must give honor to whom honor is due. Can you celebrate him as he comes to share? Please welcome. Thank you, Bishop. God bless you. Buona Sifiwe! Hallelujah! Amen. You may be seated. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am so humbled and honored. Uh, unlike the bishop, I wasn't even a toilet cleaner in the church. I was lower. In 1998, I was a sinner. And by the grace of God, I was saved. I had demons cast out of me. I met Dr. Hansen. I knew nothing of the Bible. I had never been to church. I had never read the Bible. He took me in, cast out demons, healed me, discipled me, and built me up to be a man of God. Put me in Bible school, got my doctorate degree in theology, and here I am today with all of you. So praise God. I'm just thankful for this opportunity to serve God and uh, uh, you know when he saved me uh, his forgiveness his love his grace was overwhelming and I knew that there was nothing that I could do to match the eternal life that he had given me so I have endeavored myself to serve him the best that I can and to try to bring glory to God in any way possible I spent the first two years of my new life born again life reading the Bible I read it eight times in two years and uh, I've been on with many adventures with Dr. Hansen all over the world I've been to many nations I got called to Kenya in 1998 I moved to Nairobi in 2006 we came here for one year my wife and my four children and we love Kenya so much that we've been here ever since 17 years I've been a Kenyan. So God bless you. I want to thank you. Thank you, Bishop. Oh, I, I want to ask you a question. I want to ask you a question. Yeah. Yes. How long have you been with the man of God? So I have been with him for 20, 20, let's see, 8 and 5, uh, 26. 25 years, 26 20. years. 
And I was a Buddhist at that time. A bo no, you know, you need to be careful because Buddha is it's close to father. Bud, Bud, so you need to Buddha. explain what is yeah, Buddha. Yeah. So are you talking about Buddha, father, or Buddhist? Buddhist. I went to a Buddhist church when I was growing up. Wow. So praise God for that. So what has kept you knowing that you're a man of God? What keeps you serving a man of God, serving a man of God for 25 years? Well, I've learned that uh, one of the most important principles is to be faithful to the God-given apostolic leadership that God has put in your life. And if you can be faithful in the little things, God will give you greater things. But how could you give you greater things if you cannot even be faithful to the man of God that God has put in your life? That's why I'm still with the, the Dr. Henson. Wow. So. Lastly, what is that one thing that you have learned from your journey of seeing him on a daily basis on a, or a weekly basis? What is that thing that you can pick from him that you can say it has impacted you? For me, it was knowing a true man of God that had dedicated his life to Jesus. When I look at people to admire, to look up to, to mentor, um, I know that Dr. Hansen for me is a righteous, holy man. With all his heart, he loved Jesus. And so as he seeks to follow him, I also seek to follow Jesus through his example. Blessed be the name. Thank you very much, sir. Praise God. We are looking Sati for sana. a Sari Sara. <laughs> Thank you. Can you celebrate him? Please celebrate him. Please celebrate him. And so, because I've, I've asked for permission, I hope it won't look in any way negative, so that when he comes, he has requested that I would like you to, would you like to hear the voice of his wife? Yeah. Just, I don't even know what to call her. Eh? Can you imagine? <laughs> but I'm grateful to God for the woman of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, if you know someone before they made it, and you used to call them their name, please, after God lifts them, even if they are your bros, and you used to hit them on the, like this. Please honor that which honor has been given to. She used to be my daughter. And uh, a line the one is used. <laughs> because now, can you imagine how beautiful it is that you are your husband is your father in the Lord? Man, his, her husband is our father in the Lord. Can you imagine? So the responsibility passed on to the great man of God and the much I could not be underline much I could not be able to do I'm sure the great man of God has helped her to structure it so please would you want to hear the voice of the wife of the man of God that is coming to minister please can you welcome Dahlia Hansen the woman of God Praise the Lord Church. It's just an amazing thing to be here. When, when I saw him this morning, I almost cried because I remember him seeing me um, beaten, you know, suffering, downtrodden, rejected. And I remember he's the one that showed me 
and reveal to me the love of God for my for me, right? Um, he taught me deep things, your bishop. He taught me deep things about God. And I remember sitting with him in church, who bring a chair up, remember those plastic chairs? Who sit across each other. And he convicted me of my sins, that's the first thing. And then he told me, after this, now I want your life transformed. And little by little I learned from him. I remember it's because encountering Christ through him, made me don't want to leave him alone. I always looked for him in church every time I was there. And when he was not there, I would be so down because he reflected Christ to me. It's like it was being with Christ. You understand what I'm saying? So with him leading me and teaching me these things, I remember by the second month I had an encounter with Jesus Christ. It's because I listened, I learned, and my mind was renewed. And that encounter changed my life. I remember waking up in the morning to call him. I didn't even have airtime. I had to go, Okwa Jahazi, yeah, remember? And I would call him and I said, I have met him. I have seen him. And he has spoken to me. And he told me, well, I told you because you know the ministry and the plan that God has for you. At that time, my, my, my father was dying. He did see that my dad was gonna die, but he didn't tell me then. So when my dad died, he came to the wake. And I remember, that's when he spoke to me, because I received him in our home. And he said, I know you've lost your father, but God has something for you. And he said, within, a few years from now, you're going to meet a man. This man will be your husband. This man is based in America. He's a man of God and he's a righteous man. And he said, that man is your husband. And he said, that is what is giving, God is giving to you now in your loss. Years passed. I remember there were so many people there are times when I would call him and I'm crying because life was too hard. Sometimes I would meet him, there's some hotels in town, and he would encourage me. Because I'm telling you the truth, if it wasn't for him, I would have committed suicide because of the deep suffering I was going through. So he was my support system for many years. He encouraged me. He loved on me. It's very important when a man of God loves on you because you know at least you feel you're cared for. You know what I mean? Yes? Amen? To be cared for. And that's what God wants when a man of God cares for his people. He shows you that fatherly love. And then with time, what he said came to pass. And then I remember calling him, being married, and then he said, there's another thing coming. You're going to have a son. And he said, this child that God is going to give you has a calling of God in his life. And when I gave birth, it was a boy. Amen? And even with this, even through that, still, and Jesus kept revealing himself to me about what he wants to do in my life. But nowadays he has changed. It's not about me anymore. It's about the church. I'll tell you one vision and go sit down. In this vision, I was taken out of my body. And I was taken to a church. And I sat down behind the pews. 
and I couldn't there was no one there they were all empty all the chairs were empty and suddenly as I stood there I started seeing the feet they look like brass feet polished and I could see the feet approaching and he was bare feet but the feet were like polished brass and the feet just kept coming and when he kept coming I could see the vision lifting all the way up to here I saw the golden sash on the waistline and he kept coming and he kept coming and he came all the way behind the pulpit up to here and then this was skipped and I saw a crown and I asked what is this what is this and the, remember the verse that says when I return will I find faith that is the verse that came into mind as I stared upon the glory of Christ and then days later I was taken out of my body again and I was taken up into the mountains and then up to the mountains there stood someone beside me but I couldn't stand so what happened I saw a large bird it was white but it was so huge I can't even describe it the way it was so big it came and entered through my body and I remember my body almost shook I was like I felt I was dying I was trying to call out to my husband but he couldn't hear me and then I was able to turn and see the man that was standing next to me and he held a scepter and he started going like this and then events just started passing just started passing and then finally he took the scepter and he hit the ground and he said the judgment of God so this is it so God has called me to speak about the second coming of him coming back to the bride of to get his bride and also about waking up the church and reviving the church and mostly to the brokenhearted those who are downtrodden to remind them of the love of Christ for them but also I can say for sure the waiting for this took a lot the waiting process is very painful it's very painful but I appreciate that I was able to endure and learn and grow so uh, Bishop where is he ready to go he's right behind me I am very grateful so what you're looking at is looking at your work <laughs> the prayers the time you took just to sit down with me and encourage me you delivered me from suicide and just it's a long story but this is your work so your children can now see and I hope they listen and they learn how to wait on God and the process it's painful yes but at the end of the day it's glorious amen amen all right that's all thank you hallelujah the man of God that is about to come here that's his wife and the great man of God that assists him and preaches to the ministry is resided in the US but um, we have a little clip once I leave the altar the clip will play so that you have an idea of the capacity that God has given him and you know me do you see people here answer me you know maybe I I would have told them and maybe it would have sounded as if it's a cliche do you easily see people here you all know why 
so if this gentleman is here his heart is right he he is older than some of our fathers right like some of us he can give birth to the one that gave birth to you to the glory of god so it is needful and wise for us to listen to wise counsel hallelujah so he's a great man of god their ministry resides in the u.s at the same time you have heard they have impact in many nations they're in kenya zambia they have impact global impact and so i felt it was wise that we come and hearken he moves a lot in the apostolic and the prophetic ministry at the same time so i'm gonna move out media team are you ready they're gonna move out and then i'll sit down then once the clip is done please we will give honor to who his honor is due as he comes and ministers to us hallelujah have you accepted the ministration of dr hansen Blessed be the name of the Lord. Reverend Dr. Jonathan Hansen is the founder and president of World Ministries International, WMI, sounding the alarm. Dr. Jonathan Hansen ministers to leaders, political, religious, attorneys, businessmen, etc. Besides traveling the nations, he uses television and radio to reach every city and every nation. Dr. Hansen also uses social media to prepare the church and nations for the second coming of Jesus Christ. Dr. Hansen interviews on television in the United States, Washington State Senator Val Stevens, Senator Joseph Zarelli, Councilman John Coster, and Washington State House of Representative Matt Shea at the WMI Television Studio. Reverend Dr. Daniel Nalaya, founder of the political party Rise Up Australia Party, is being interviewed by Dr. Hansen in the WMI Television Studio. Dr. Hansen in Israel's parliament interviewing on television Knesset member David Rotem and Michael Oren, Israeli ambassador to the U.S., as well as interviewing in Jerusalem on television Executive Director of the World Jewish Congress, Shai Hermish, Josh Reinstein, the Director of Israel's Knesset Christian Allies Caucus, is interviewed by Dr. Hansen in WMI's radio studio. Here, Dr. Hansen is in the Knesset in Jerusalem, Israel, and interviewing on television M.K. Rabbi Yehuda Glick. He also interviewed for television Knesset member M.K. Robert Ilatov at the 2017 Night to Honor the Friends of Israel Banquet. Founder of International Coalition of Apostolic Leaders, convener John Kelly, is being interviewed by Dr. Hansen on television and radio at the WMI studios. Dr. Hansen is a guest on TBN and interviews Bureau Chief Chris Mitchell in the CBN 700 Club studio in Jerusalem, Israel. Dr. Hansen also interviewed attorney Mark Zell, Republican Overseas Israel co-chairman in Jerusalem, Israel on TV. Attorney Stephen Pigeon, 2012 candidate for Washington State Attorney General on radio, and Reverend Dr. Joseph Featon, Senior Pastor of Cedar Park Church, Assembly of God, and Economist Businessman, Arch Bonema, on television. Dr. Hansen meets separately with the Librarian President, Moses Zablaw, Vice President Wesley Johnson, and with the President of Parliament, the Honorable George Dway. Dr. Hansen with the Burundi President, and another day with the Vice President, Counseling, Praying, and Giving Direction. Dr. Hansen meeting with the Prime Minister and the Governor General of Jamaica, the Presidents of Haiti, Uganda, Zambia, Zimbabwe, and the President of Parliament, Rwanda. Dr. Hansen meets with the Secretary General of the Global Parliament for the United Nations, Burundi Ambassador for the UN, Governor and Parliamentarian for the Democratic Republic of the Congo, and Zimbabwe's Ambassador. Here, Dr. Hansen is meeting with the Member of Parliament in Sweden, the Premier, President of the Cayman Islands, Honorary Consul of the New Zealand Consulate, President of the Navajo Nation, Prime Minister of Guyana, South America, and a member of Parliament Ghana, West Africa. Dr. Hansen in Cuba giving a word for Fidel Castro. 
Dr. Hansen ministers and performs a baby dedication in the home of the Philippine ambassador. In Jerusalem, Israel, Dr. Hansen meets in the Knesset, Israel's parliament, with the chairman of the World Likud Party, Danny Danone. Dr. Hansen meeting with the vice president of Kenya, Stephen Kalonzo Musioka. This photo appeared in all Kenya's newspapers as Dr. Hansen was at Kenya's National Day of Prayer over his prophetic word for Kenya given to President Moy in 1992. In 2008, he is meeting with Kenya's president, vice president, prime minister, and a U.S. congressman. Dr. Hansen speaking in a Kenya venue that holds 200,000 on Kenya national television with the vice president and thousands of dignitaries in attendance. Here he is ministering in the United Arab Emirates and Muscat Oman. Dr. Hansen speaking to thousands in Singapore, Hong Kong, Malaysia, Japan, India, Sri Lanka, Uganda, Kenya, Rwanda, Burundi, Poland, Sweden, Romania, Cuba, Jamaica, Central and South America, etc. Dr. Hansen speaks in conferences throughout the world. WMI School of Theology educates and prepares leaders throughout the world. Here are WMI campuses and graduates in America and Africa. WMI supplies food to the widows and orphans as well as meeting other needs. WMI provides a horse for a family farm and a refrigerator is given to a Romanian hospital, a warehouse filled with supplies for the poor. Here Dr. Hansen leads a team to supply food for war victims and he visits with people in displacement camps. While in Liberia, Dr. Hansen and team visit displacement camps supplying the children with candies. WMI established dental clinics in the Dominican Republic, El Salvador, two in Jamaica, and ten clinics in Kenya to help the poor. Dr. Hiodo, WMI's benevolence director in Russia, with the dental team. Dr. Hansen in Romania, where WMI supplied a dental clinic for Hand of Help Orphanage. Also, the City of Refuge Orphanage in Jamaica is visited, where the team pass out toys and other supplies. Dr. Hansen visits orphans in Ghana, West Africa, as well as in the nations of Kenya and Burundi in East Africa. WMI has built schools in the slums, including this school in Kenya. WMI educates and feeds 1,200 children in two slums in Nairobi, Kenya. In this African slum where people die from polluted water filled with urine and feces, WMI drilled a water well to supply clean water for the people. www.worldministries.org Email warning at worldministries.org World Ministries International, P.O. Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292, 360-629-5248. Shalom, and may the Lord richly bless you. Hansen, as he's taken to, please let's celebrate him, let's celebrate him. Praise the Lord. Can you say Buenas if you will? Hallelujah. You may be seated. You know, it's an honor, as already my one of my assistants, Dr. Mike Kyoto, has said, and then my, my wife. So I appreciate this church. I feel like I already know it because of what God has already shown me about your bishop. I turned down five other invitations, churches. Because I wanted to be here today with him. We had a chance to talk before the service and 
everything I felt in my heart before I came what God showed me I knew he had an impact in my life as far as through my wife she had told me many good things like she testified here but just because she told me something did not cause me to come here it's because what I discerned amen what I discerned and I'll tell you this is only the beginning listen to me carefully this is only the beginning great things lie ahead the only thing that will ever hinder or stop a man or woman of God is their vanity and their arrogance God resists the proud but if we can constantly make sure we give God all the glory and if you're a man of righteousness there is no end to what God will do and this nation needs men of righteousness can you say amen, amen. this nation needs men of righteousness and that's why I'm here I look forward to knowing him for many years and seeing what God is going to do to use him I've already shared with him though I didn't tell him everything I saw but there's even other nations so be excited for that amen, amen. loyalty is critical the relationship the foundation I have many people that have with me a core group of men and women that have been with me 25 26 years he's just one of them God called them they've been foundation pieces some are right now in America representing me if God has called you you be loyal be loyal I know some people that have left it wasn't their time I warned them right now God would have used them mightily around the world instead they're back in their secular job they listen to the wrong voices wives are critical but I'm thinking of somebody who listened to his wife and he should have encouraged her no honey that's not what God is saying she caused him to make a wrong decision and he's totally out of the ministry now I believe you're a good wife that won't happen to Bishop but I'm just telling you we've got to listen to God amen we have got to listen to God I work with leadership I work myself with the government of nations the parliaments church leadership apostles prophets bishops leadership is responsible for the blessing or deterioration of a nation if you have righteous leaders 
the people prosper if you have evil leaders the people suffer are we together if we have righteous leaders the people prosper if we have evil leaders the people suffer the most important part of any building is the foundation if the foundation is inferior then the entire building will not last it will crumble foundation is the base the starting point of something it holds all things in place David asked a question in Psalm 11 3 if the foundations be destroyed what can the righteous do for example the family has been the bedrock of civilization since the creation and everything of value sits on that the family our institutions our government our way of life everything rests on the foundation it was established by God in Genesis 2 24 and Genesis 3 16 through 20 but now that foundation is in jeopardy forces are at work to undermine it causing it to crack and crumble all over the world they're attacking the foundation they're attacking God nullifying the Word of God taking God out of the country attacking the family pushing alternate lifestyles homosexuality LGBT abortion the United Nations is against Judeo-Christian values and the old foundation they want a new foundation alternate lifestyle LGBTQ abortion they're spreading their immorality all through the world it's made of Islamics and communists the majority don't know the real God they don't have our values in the United Nations in the religious sector it says the debate what if you believe in only one God they said then you're not authentically human and is it wrong to kill someone who is not authentically human are you hearing me we are in what the Bible describes as the last days Jesus said will I find faith only 12% of youth pastors the last survey in America had a biblical worldview well, what view do they hold I know the church in America is falling apart they're backing alternate lifestyles if the foundation is cracked judeo-christian values more Christians right now are dying around the world than all the generations combined right now I go to the nations I meet with the governments governments in genocide 
The church is under attack right now in America. If you know anything about it, it's a communist takeover. It's a coup. The church has to rise up. Romans 13, all power is under a higher power. What's that higher power? That higher power is not government. That higher power is God. Can you say amen? amen. That higher power is God. If we're going to save our nation, he's got to have ambassadors, men and women of God, that are willing to share the truth at all levels with humility but honesty. Humility, honesty. I see that in your bishop. I flew in years ago. If you remember, Rwanda killed 1.3 million people, genocide. Burundi over the years had killed over a million. There was an embargo in Bujumbura. God had given me a word both for Rwanda and Burundi. I fasted 42 days to have the courage to go into those countries and give the word. Fasting. Critical. Critical. I don't have to teach on that. I know you know about it. Your bishop believes in fasting. He's taught it to your church. As you fast, you deny yourself self-preservation, your pride. And you're starting to put on the righteousness, the spirit, the power of God, the boldness of God. Amen? You can do what you couldn't do before because God now is flowing through you. 42 days, only liquid. I dropped 40 pounds. But then I had the strength to find those countries. I had to go from Rwanda to Burundi through the public bus. Again, an embargo. It couldn't fly in. I won't touch on Rwanda unless I have time later. Because I've got a lot I want to touch on. But I do want to say this. I would have never obeyed God if it wasn't for fasting. Because they were slaughtering people. They ambushed the bus. People were screaming. Normally what they do then they come in and kill every man, woman and child. If you were the wrong tribe. Three hours later, there was still no attack. Now I know why. One, nobody can touch you unless God allows it. I could tell you so many testimonies. Angels appearing. There is no doubt in my mind angels appeared. In China, my grandmother was speaking. Caught at dark. Notorious gang of murderers and thieves surrounded her. She waited all night. They didn't kill her. Two years later, she was preaching in a field. She asked the leader, why didn't you kill me? I was alone. He said, we wanted to, we wanted to kill you, we wanted to rape you. But every time we took a step, your soldiers, your giants, pulled out their swords. 
and on the end of their sword was fire. Can you say amen? amen? The angels of the Lord that camp round about them that fear him. I could tell you so many stories that I would if I didn't want to get into some teaching. I want you to understand exactly what's going on in Kenya and the world today and where we're at. If you're under an Issachar, then you can be taught, you can be protected, you can be aware, you can be ready. You don't have to be a victim. But instead you can prosper. Under an Issachar. Amen? I think that's why he brought me in. People that bring me in, many of them are Issachars. They want their people prepared. Because trouble is coming. Make no doubt about it. And if we're going to save any nation, the church is going to do it. Don't rely on government. Many governments in many nations are like the mafia, organized crime. They manipulate the people, abuse the people. Are you with me? The church is what's going to save any nation. If we're going to save America, it's going to be the church. Rising up as eagles. I'm also the president of Eagle Saving Nations. Get us back into the stadiums. Let the power of Pentecost come down so the church can go forth with power and authority instead of fear and intimidation. So they can lead a mighty outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Another great awakening. America needs another great awakening. Because America right now is falling. Under judgment. Because of our sins. Because they're taking God out of America. When I was inside the Parliament of Burundi, I told your bishop I lay hands on myself before I go in. Say, God, let me not shame your name. Let me speak the truth, only what you want me to say. Let me go out knowing that you're pleased with me. See, I believe that we never die. Yes, we can be martyred, but that's instant promotion. I can tell you stories of people coming back from the dead, what they saw. My uncle was shot and killed in China for not compromising the gospel, a pastor. My father, his parents went through a concentration camp. All I want to do, and why I believe Dr. Mike and others follow me, all I want to do is serve Jesus Christ. Whatever happens, I am a bond servant. I'm a slave of Christ. I want to be a true ambassador. I want him to say, well done. That's why they follow. As I'm sharing the word for Burundi in the parliament, this is the parliament. God starts to show me sins in the parliament. I looked at one member of the parliament. Sir, you shot a man in the head. You killed him. Sir, you took a panga. You slashed a man across the face. You killed him. This is a word of knowledge. I can't plan it. It happens. I revealed five members of parliament 
guilty of murder. I said, tomorrow I see your president. Then I'm moving to Rwanda to see the president of parliament in Rwanda. But God is saying tonight there's mercy and grace. Tonight, if you'll stand up and confess right here in front of the parliament, God will forgive you of murder. But if not, for each week I'm gone, one of you will die. And you'll know God sent a real prophet to your nation. Five members of parliament stood up and confessed to murder. This is all on record. President of Rwanda at, or Burundi at that time, I had a meeting with him the next day, he wouldn't see me. He heard what happened in the parliament. Five members of parliament, the honorable so-and-so guilty of murder. Now he should have seen me because God had mercy and grace. I was going to talk to him privately over his sins. <laughs> Instead, he did not see me. He was chased from office, just like the prophecy said, if you don't repent. A new president came in. He heard about me. He brought me back and I spent four days in Burundi again. Only this time by the invitation of the, that president. I spent four days with him, the vice president, in his cabinet. And then he said, I want you to come back and hold a major crusade meeting in Bujumbural and lead my nation to Jesus. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah! Amen. Just be faithful. Just be faithful. Yeah, I know when the anointing lifts, you can be afraid. I had an entourage with me, people that got me into the parliament. You know, when I was speaking, some of them crawled under the table. One pastor, a bishop, he left. I caught up with him in Rwanda. I said, where'd you go? I thought they were going to kill you. Well, so did I. I was, you know, the anointing lifts. I stayed up all night praying and interceding. I wish your bishop was with me. He's a pretty good prayer warrior. I could use all the prayer I could take. Because <laughs> I had to encourage myself in tongues. But I got out, got out alive, and uh, gave the word in the parliament of Rwanda. I'll give another testimony, then I want to get into some teaching. As I said, I have a lot of respect for your bishop, your pastor because of what God has shown me. Like I said, I could be a lot of other places right now. But God wants to use him. There's a lot of compromise in Kenya. God wants a righteous man. Are, are we together? Righteousness exalts a nation. He wants a righteous man. I was in a Uganda, one of the archbishops of a major denomination over there. I was sitting in his executive committee with all of his other bishops. The Spirit of God came upon me and I said, Mr. Chairman, I'm talking to the archbishop. Sir, you're guilty of adultery. 
you're guilty of theft. He misappropriated $15,000 to build church property. Ate it. I said, unless you confess right now in front of all of your bishops, sir, a spirit of suicide is going to grip you. You're going to kill yourself. He pulled out three bottles of poison. He said, if you did not come to this meeting right now, when it was over, I was going to drink this poison and kill myself because I can't stand the torment of the demons anymore. You know, this is not isolated. The top leader of a major denomination. He admitted, confessed of having relationships, adultery with two prostitutes in Kampala. The church has compromised. The church sometimes have used their position, some of these people, for personal gain. Instead of having a heart for the people of God that are willing to die for them and having compassion, they twist the word of God and fleece them, rape them spiritually, abuse them, and God is not happy. Some of them have watched too much of the TBN prosperity nonsense. Can you, can you say amen? The twisting of the word of God out of context for personal gain. And they become like they are. Oh, he's so powerful. He's so rich. He's going to be judged. Did you hear me? He's going to be judged. I was in a large conference. I flew in. I taught prophetically what was going on. And then I normally minister for three hours. You know, minister, which other speakers did not do. I ministered. Healing, deliverance, demons fleeing. And I did that six out of seven days. Six states in a week. I was in America going from one to another to another. The plane got in late and I could not minister. One person grabbed me. Now there's a lot of people. But the convention center, I was in a convention center. You have some centers here. I said, Prophet, I know unless you give me a word. Are, are you following me? Prophet, I won't let you go unless you give me a word. See, they're used to this nonsense. You know, you're a mighty man of God and da-da-da-da. They don't, you know, they don't see the sin in you. They don't care. Oh, you're... A, B, C, D. So I said, are you sure you want the word, sir? Yes, I'm not going to let you go. Everybody is listening. I said, okay, you're sitting next to a woman. She's your wife. But you have two children by two other women. You're not married to them. Immediately, he let me go. He did not want no more words from God. <laughs> I said, sir, God is not done with you. You get on your knees, you ask your wife to forgive you, then you ask this whole convention center to forgive you. You ask God to forgive you. And he did. 
He was so shocked that he met somebody that truly operated in true gifts of the Holy Spirit. I love the operation of the Holy Spirit. I, I don't like the manipulation of the Holy Spirit. Are you there? I don't like it. I guarantee you God doesn't like it. Do not take God's position, His glory, His name, His gifts in vain. You are treading on dangerous ground. I've had people rise up to kill me and freeze and can't move. I had one man continue to threaten. I said, sir, God can take the breath right out of your mouth. He continued his rhetoric and fell over dead. I am telling you, nobody can touch you unless God allows it. Can you say amen? amen. Nobody can touch you unless God allows it. Amen. I've been told so many times by key leadership and security, you should be dead. Nobody can touch you unless God allows it. The key is to constantly represent Jesus Christ. Can you say amen? They couldn't kill Jesus before he, his time. And he gave up his life. He gave it as a gift to all of us. Because it took a perfect sacrifice. It took God himself to forgive. And that's what he did. But he gave it. They couldn't take it. And Bishop, nobody can take your life without God allowing it. Nobody. You're going to start to roar like the lions of Amos and nobody they can threaten all they want I've sat in security cells I've been threatened I've gone to court I'm still alive according to Revelation 12 the government of nations is influenced by Satan through evil men in heaven the government of God rules and there is peace on earth Satan rules through evil men and Christians are at war do you know we're at spiritual war we're at war we must understand it Psalm 72 19 tells us the purpose of God through his church is to reveal his glory over all the earth that's the purpose of God you know we experience some glory today amen I so much enjoyed that intercession, that prayer. We experienced some glory. Not every church experiences that. See, I, I go to a lot of churches. Not every church experiences that glory. Not every church knows how to pray this way. Genesis 1, 26 and 28. Matthew 28 19 and 20 Luke 19 13 and Matthew 5 13 God instructs Christians to take dominion subdue be salt occupy and make disciples of the inhabitants of the earth if Kenya and the rest of the world is going to be filled with the glory of the Lord Christians must understand they are at war with Satan Adam failed to understand that and cast Satan out of the garden Eve was deceived and they were finally driven out of the garden 
The church must understand where we need to take dominion and not allow Satan to continue to ravish this nation. The sons of it. I'm going to read one verse. Break it down. First Chronicles 12.32 Of the sons of Issachar, men who understood the times, with knowledge of what Israel should do, their chiefs were 200. Okay, let's break that one verse down. Let us define First Chronicles 12.32 And of the children meaning the congregation of Issachar were men, members of the church that had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. The heads of them were 200 and all their brethren were at their command. So here, let's call the bishop Issachar. The children, the congregation of Issachar, of this congregation, are people that understand the times to know what Israel, what you, meaning, should do. Issachar, the meaning of the name, he will bring a reward. Men, that name, person or people. Congregation. Understanding, to separate mentally, distinguish, be cunning, diligent, deal wisely, prudent. And times, fortunes, occurrences, fortunes mean success, prosperity, estates, possessions, wealth. So what are we talking about? Of the congregation of a person under an Issachar who understands the times, in other words, to separate, to distinguish, be cunning, deal wisely, prudent. So instead of becoming a victim, you can be a victor. Amen? Instead of going into tyranny and slavery, you can rise up and prosper and lead. You can know your enemy and defeat your enemy if you're under an Issachar. Come on, this is exciting. Because trouble is happening all over the world. They're trying to make a new world order, a one world government. You've got to be under a true Issachar, understanding what's going on, so you don't become victims. Oh, hallelujah. Tribulation watch August 2020 the plan is to destroy the old order bring in the new world order they're trying to create a one world government all over the world today the Bible does say some nations will fight that new world order and not join it we want to be a sheep nation not a goat nation we want to be under God amen only the church can make sure that happens if we can wake up enough of the church to save a nation we've got to do it if we want to be free the new world order will be nothing less than pure tyranny communism the new world order will have total dominion and control over over all the masses of the world this will be done through human microchipping and vaccines the book of Revelation Revelation 13 they want to mark you they want to control you. They don't want you to buy or sell without their approval. 
Take away your cash. Take away your freedom. In America, we're rising up and, and trying to have the church come against this insanity by putting in righteous leaders. The person challenging Biden in the next election has promised he is totally against it. There will be no marking through a central government. That will control you. Before he died, Hollywood director, filmmaker Aaron Russo openly discussed his relationship with Nicholas Rockefeller. According to Russo, Nicholas Rockefeller personally told him the elite's ultimate goal was to create a microchip population. The goal is to get everyone chipped to control all of humanity, to have the bankers and the elite people control mankind. I am here as God's representation, his ambassador to give warning. The church has to rise up. The church has to save the nation. Can you say amen? amen? This stuff has been prophesied. Eschatology is clear and it's about here. If we don't rise up, you'll be a victim. The Jews have been in Jerusalem since 1200 BC. Long before Islam was created in 610 80, 1800 years later. They had been living in Israel, including what they call today the occupied territories. Why am I giving you that history? Judeo-Christian values. The epic center is going to be Jerusalem. Jesus is returning at Jerusalem. The battle of Armageddon. The whole focus of the world is going to be Israel and Jerusalem. Hamas. October 7, 2023. Hamas is a pure terrorist organization in their charter to kill every Jew and every Christian. In their charter. They've been offered a two-state solution five times. They turned it down. They don't want that two-state solution. They want every Jew and Christian dead. See, the news media isn't telling you the truth. You need to understand that. You understand what I'm saying? Hamas has controlled the Gaza Strip since 2006. Israel left the Gaza Strip in 2005. I'm a member of the Knesset Christian Allies Caucus. I was supposed to be in Jerusalem in their parliament two days ago. I did meet Thursday in the Israeli parliament and we discussed the world situation, what it needs for peace. Right here. But I'll be going from Kenya to Israel to meet in the government. Again, I'm a member of the Knesset Christian Allies Caucus. Jewish par parliamentarians and Christian leaders. Judeo-Christian values. That's what brought civilization and peace to the nations. Under God, under the Bible. The real problem is mankind. Witnessing a clash of spiritual kingdoms with Jerusalem in the bullseye. Heaven versus hell. Jesus versus Satan. Religion versus relationship with God. Jerusalem has always, throughout history, been the reason for the fighting. Whether it's the Babylonians, the Persians, the Greeks, the Romans, the Crusaders, the Turks, or the British. Each of them have had problems controlling Jerusalem.
only when the Jews have controlled Jerusalem has there been peace. Because God owns Jerusalem. God owns Israel. They are just caretakers. Jerusalem is a holy place to the Jews. Jerusalem is mentioned 667 times in the Old Testament. 139 times in the New Testament. For a total of 806 times in the Bible. Did you follow that? In the Quran, Jerusalem is not mentioned once. It's the city of God. The real plan of Hamas is to kill every Jew and every Christian on earth. From the real river to the sea, Palestine will be free. Again, offered a two-state solution five times, turned it down. They're telling lies in the media. Hamas has controlled the Gaza since 2006. Not Jerusalem. People with animal minds. Let's look a moment at a couple of scriptures. Understand again where we're at and why we're here. What's the excuse like in Rwanda where they killed 1.3 million people in three to six months? I went in and talked with the parliament. Again, I had to fast. I told your bishop the story. Mr. President, the majority of your parliamentarians, sir, in this chamber, in Rwanda, are fools. You've rejected the word of God, the laws of God, the morality of God, the compassion of God, the love of God, and in your own vanity, you created your own laws, and you have slaughtered one-eighth of your population. You killed 1.3 million people in less than six months. And God is saying without a national repentance, your nation is damned. Because you're only going to get coup after coup, vengeance after vengeance. You have killed one-eighth of your population. I left after that meeting. I, I started it off with saying, you know, gave a little bit of covering. Sir, I would never say this to you, but this is what God is saying. <laughs> you know, <laughs> please take it out on God, not me. Anyway, I preached then to many thousands of people in Kigali. I went back to America two weeks later. Uh, the parliament uh, president calls me up. Uh, Reverend Hansen, how are you doing? I said, well, I'm fine, sir. What can I do for you? He said, the parliament has taken your words. They've called seven days of national repentance. And in the stadium of 60,000 for seven days, they repented. And there has been no more fighting. Can you say amen? Hallelujah! Hallelujah! That president of parliament then after some time migrated to America and became part of President Trump's regime. He gets a hold of me and said, do you remember me Dr. Hansen? I said, yes sir. He said, I found our picture on Google when you came to Rwanda. I want you to write the president three to five, ask for three to five minutes. What you did in Rwanda, quote me, how you came and brought peace to Rwanda. I'll pick you up at the airport, take you to my house, take you to the president, then put you back on a plane. Now, I never thought that would happen. I never dreamed he would become an official in the United States government. All I knew was to be faithful 
Amen? And see how the ripples roar. Be faithful. And you don't know where it's going to take you. Because that was a strong word. If I didn't fast 42 days, I would have never went there. Maybe I would have never given the word. I would have compromised. See, this is what I'm saying, Bishop. God has a lot of plans for you. You don't need photo ops. I mean, they're, they're fine. Let them take the picture with you. But what you need is just to be faithful. And let me tell you, they're going to be shocked at what God is going to speak through you. And where he's going to take you. Amen. They're going to be shocked. They're not used to a righteous man or God. Can you say amen? A lot of these people aren't used to him. They bring the bishop there, give him some money, and then the, the bishop is sort of like a pawn and a puppet. And Hello! They're not used to a righteous man that doesn't need their money and hasn't committed the sins they have. So he has the authority to actually confront sins in a nation. And that's what's needed. somebody that will fearlessly humbly speak the truth and bring a nation to its knees people with animal minds the Bible is clear that a man is made in the image of God but if man continues to reject God then man is led more and more by evil spirits and he no longer has a human mind now just follow me I won't I'm not going to stay on this venue long but I want to cover a couple of scriptures that explains Rwanda, that explains Hitler, Mussolini, Lenin, Stalin, Hamas. How they could brutally Hamas control and kill their fellow Arabs. It explains demonically the beastly behavior toward over 1400 Jews they slaughtered in one day. They kidnapped over 250, held them hostage, raped women, killed parents in front of children, and children in front of the parents. Burned families alive, done other atrocities, because their mind is reduced to a sheer animal. Tossed grenades into families, mutilated the elderly, cut off fingers, feet, toes, breasts, gouged out eyes, torched people alive. You say, how can this happen? Because man turns into a beast. If they continue to reject the li li living God. The horrific animalistic demonic actions against the Jewish people on October 7, 2023 is a foretaste of the Great Tribulation. Demonstrates how men can turn into animals no longer operating with a human mind. Man's capacity for evil was on full display. Daniel 2, 31 through 38. We see the dream and the interpretation of the dream. Image, head, gold, chest, arms, silver belly, thighs of bronze, legs of iron, partly iron, partly clay. 
History reveals that the four beast empires were the Babylonians, the Persians, the Greeks, Greco-Macedonians, and the Romans. These four empires were led by men with their heart and mind of a beast. Why they committed such human atrocities. Like Hitler, six million Jews, 11 million Christians. Skin you alive and make your skin into a purse or a belt. How can a human do it? Daniel 4, 13 through 16. Let's look at 16. Let his mind and heart be changed from that of a man. Let him be given the heart of a beast. And let him live as an animal for seven years. If we reject the image of God constantly, evil and evil and evil, demonic forces constantly influence and torment us and possess us. And that's how these leaders like Mussolini, Hitler, Stalin, Lenin, and others, Mazi Tung, Hamas. Again, I said they control the Gaza themselves since 2006. Not Israel. They turned down a two-state solution five times because they don't want peace. I have got, I've got the charter of Hamas. The charter what they're sworn to do no peace wipe out every Jew and then Christian Israel has sent in flyers from weeks and weeks and weeks telling people to get out they don't want them out they want to exploit dead bodies guns found in the mosques hospitals Another terrorist organization blows up a hospital, blames it on, on Israel. Truth takes away deception, prayer brings conviction. We must understand the truth to understand what they're trying to do in the world today. They're trying to come against the people of God. They're trying to come against the Jews and the Christians. They're making us the enemy. Again, the four empires led by men with a heart and mind of a beast and that's why we have seen such atrocities leading up to the tribulation two billion people dying we must stay under the blood we must be under an Issachar and I did a teaching on that just a few moments ago. A congregation that knows the times and the seasons, that are ready, that is trained, that it can watch. So they're not a victim, but they can rise up and they can conquer. They can be victorious. To stay under a true Issachar. Because I'm telling you, trouble is coming in the world. They're trying to make a new world order. They're trying to control every nation. You've got to be under an Issachar. And I believe your bishop is. The power of hope. The power of hope. I believe that the most important ingredient we can give in this world is hope. There's a song that says, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. 
I believe again, the greatest thing we do is to paint a picture of hope and everlasting hope for people. We're in a world today that is losing its hope, that it is in despair. People are suffering, dying, being killed. Atrocities all over the world are being committed. <clears throat> we must paint the real God of hope, the God of love. There is hope. Your bishop painted a message of hope for my wife. She held on to that hope. And the word came up to pass. She married a, an American white man. Worldwide ministry. I don't have time to go into that. Several times the devil tried to take him out. Several times. Went in bed tumors they talk. I was praying with a man in Israel God revealed a witch that put a curse on her from Kenya we broke the curse I walked in and said you're healed see I interceded we would not quit it finally came out not breathing she was hemorrhaging I said what do you want me to do go with our son I went with him. Life came back into his body. Then I went back to her. The hemorrhaging stopped. And I've got my wife and I've got my son because I held on to the hope of the Word of God through prophecy. Can you say amen? amen. Oh, hallelujah. We will not be defeated. We will hold on to the precious faith. We will hold on to the Word of God, to the hope we have in Christ Jesus. Hebrews 6 17 God binds himself with an oath so that those who receive the promise could be perfectly sure he would never change his mind so God has given 18 both his promise and his oath these two things are unchangeable because it's impossible for God to lie therefore we who have fled to him for refuge can have confidence as we hold to the hope that lies before us hope has the power to provide living for anything else i live for god i'm excited to serve him i see miracles everywhere i go traveling the nation since 85 seeing miracle after miracle government after government i have excitement Hebrews 10 23 let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful we affirm for God can be trusted to keep his promises see I know those things I can trust in my God nobody can touch me unless my God allows it number two hope has the power to renew wayward vision God's greatest gift is not sight but vision the bishop is not going to live by sight he's going to live by vision sight the natural man the natural senses our own abilities and understanding can only take us so far 
but to receive a vision, a direction from God, there is no end. See, right now, there's no end to what God can do through this church, right now. Because there's, no, there's not a beginning or an end in God. You'd have to lose your hope. You'd have to lose your vision. And He's not going to do it. I'm going to follow His life. If I sense anything, I'm going to get a hold of Him. Amen? Can I do that? <laughs> Hallelujah! I'm serious now. I've seen what God wants for your bishop. And I'm honored to be a part of where this church is going. And you can call me, listen, anytime, day or night. My phone number, if you don't have my personal one, I'll give it to you. And you can get a hold of me anytime you want. Okay? Anytime. Sight has to do with what is revealed to the natural senses. But vision has to do with what God has revealed supernaturally in him. Remember I gave, I taught a little bit on Issachar, how God gives him supernatural revelation. If you're under an Issachar. Supernatural revelation. It's easy to be distracted with all the negativity in our culture and lose our calling. But your calling as a Christian leader in ministry is to instill hope. God didn't come through. The members of parliament would have come back. We had three days upon the altar for hours. The destiny of Uganda. How did it come through hope? Hope is delivered in an overwhelming peace, knowing that joy can surely be found in His presence. Broken people need hope. Rejected people need hope. Disappointed people need hope. Stressed and depressed people need hope. Grieving people need hope. Make a decision that people that you know, you're going to point them to the God of hope. All of you, if you point to this community, the God of hope, this place will continue to expand and expand and expand because you know who you are you can give the God of hope the God of love and you can in keep inviting them and they'll come I'm, did you hear me every one of you needs to give the God of hope to people in this community let God use you I fly all the time I let God use me I take it for the wisdom of God so I have God's wisdom to pass on to other people. That's it. I, I love to study the Word of God. The more I uh, acquire the wisdom of God, the more I can help people. And so you continue to take the courses that the bishop offers here and everything else in the classes and the Bible school and let the wisdom of God ascertain into your life. Can you say amen? You know, when you know that great men have stood here, <laughs> like Bishop and Apostle Arome, uh, you can't help but to feel so small because these are great men of God. But one thing I could say is that it's the one behind the man, Jesus. 
Jesus. Jesus. Isaiah 51. If I could just have Isaiah 51, 1. Isaiah 51, 1, and then I'll pray. No, it's not that one. The one that says, Look to the rock from where you're cut from. It's that one? Two and one? Yeah. Hearken to me, ye that follow after righteousness, ye that seek the Lord. Look unto the rock, ye are hewn, and to the hole of the pit, ye are digged. We look to you, Jesus. We look to you, O Master. We look to you, Jesus. We look to you. Father, I thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Can I pray for you? Yeah. We will do a universal prayer. Oh, speak from the heavens and the earth will hear. Break forth from within me and the earth will hear. My altar is calling you. Oh God, my altar is calling you Shadakota Oh speak from the heavens I'll come down there and the earth will hear break forth from within me and the earth will hear my altar is calling only you can do father bring an end to this affliction generational affliction bring it to an end father in Jesus name release your fire 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 oh speak from the heavens and the earth will hear Father, speak from the heavens and the earth will hear. My altar is calling you, oh God. The one with the flower, you. Please keep uh, singing that song. Please, the, the. Yeah, somebody sing that song for me. Thank you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Jesus. Father, by your spirit, oh God, 
the spirit of life that is in Christ Jesus, the same spirit that raised Christ from the grave. I pray right now, Father, in Jesus' name, that Lord God, take her, Lord, from this pit and from this grave in the name of Jesus. I say in the name of Jesus, come alive, let your soul come alive, even your physical body, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I take you out of the grave. Father, in Jesus' name, Father, the blanket you showed me, I pray. I pray, Father, in Jesus' name, let the blanket hover. Let the blanket hover. Let the blanket hover. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I want to do two more things. Now you get a chance to look at my boy. This prophetically spoken. Here, you can come get him, Adalia. Even your bishop said she would have a son. And the hope had the miracle and he lived twice. Okay, there's healing in this place. I want wherever your affirmity is wherever your affirmity is lay hands on it wherever your affirmity is whatever you need a touch right now lay hands on it just lay hands on yourself wherever it is wherever it is hallelujah in Jesus name right now right now dear God we agree with your covenant we agree with everything you accomplished we agree dear God Heal now in the name of Jesus. Let your healing flow now in Jesus' name. Restore that heart in the name of Jesus. Diabetes be cursed in Jesus' name. Cancer, I pull you out by the roots in the name of Jesus. Bring healing in this place. Bring healing in this place. Bring healing in this place. Purify the one with the blood issue in the name of Jesus. 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 Just bear with me. Samuel could not have anointed David unless God showed him. Are you, are you with me? Samuel could not have anointed David unless God showed him. People all the time ask, you know, I want to be this, I want to be that, I want to be an apostle. Nobody can make you an apostle unless God sees and God ordains because he sees where you're at in your life. Are you with me? You got a lot of people that want titles, it's for vanity. A real apostle is a servant, one that would die for you. Samuel anointed David because God showed him and David rose up
from a shepherd boy to lead the nation. God is the one that looks at your heart, where you're at, what you're willing to do in the future, and he gives the titles. God. Your pastor is, you know, he said, I'm a teacher. Fivefold gifts of ministry, and that's that's good. But not too many people say that, huh? Because you know, you know why they don't say it? Because they're too vain. I, I I know some people in Kenya. You know, they were a pastor. Now they're the bishop. Now they're archbishop. Well, they're really not the archbishop. They don't even qualify to be the bishop. And I'm not sure about pastor. It's just vanity. You sit a minute. I'm gonna sit. I'm gonna here. I want to pray for him. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's humble humility. I was gonna let him sit in a suit, but <laughs> okay. Father God, in Jesus' name, Lord, you shown me His heart. You showed me His heart. You showed me, dear God, the gifts of ministry that can only be given by Jesus Christ. Only by Christ. We can want them all we want, but if we don't meet the qualifications spiritually, if we're not willing to do what you ask of us, it's only man that will give us that title. But this man, dear God, also will carry the title of an apostle and a prophet. His dear wife, dear God. Thank you for her, dear God. Thank you for her ministry. Increase it in anointing. But her have eyes in his back to see those that would try to come and deceive him. Give her, give her that prophetic knowledge and revelation and discernment. That this is not what it appears to be. This is not a good person. The two of them, dear God, will rise up in strength, united in the cords of God that will carry out the foundation. Father God, it's going to be exciting to see what you use and how you use him, how he continues to shape Kenya and to flow through other nations. So I ordain him by your word because you've seen in his heart let it be in his life now let it be let it be let it be over many churches over the political realm to be able to go like a Jeremiah and Ezekiel a Daniel a Joseph give the wisdom of God that knowing only that is a solution only that is a solution I commit them now and I commit him now in the name of the Father Son and Holy Spirit in Jesus name in Jesus name just as we say sir knight arise apostle prophet John, arise in Jesus' name. 
in Jesus name in Jesus name in Jesus name you know I wasn't planning that that's what God showed me give the Lord a big hand clap hallelujah 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 is Jesus good do you love Jesus say Jesus 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 rules Kenya say it louder give the Lord a hand clap can we celebrate Jesus for the great servant of God yesterday and I've been emphasizing something she's laughing and the people are laughing because everything you have said I I'm not claiming I don't want you to hear it from the point as if it's not new it's literally new I'm just trying to say that you've just confirmed a lot of things because I came from a school of thought and I started questioning a lot of things and in my mind I started standing out and being hated a lot and I, my view was very simple. No man makes an apostle. No man, do I tell you? No man makes a prophet. No man makes an apostle. God in his own desire is the one that sets the coordinates. What you do, you can anoint him. Do you remember? Elisha and Elijah. Please put it there. Put it there. Anoint him when Elijah went to meet Elisha. You're going to... And this is the reason why I critically take time to express the gospel. And I've shown you how not to take words for granted. When I read the Bible, I see how the progression goes. And it's very important. Please, have you found him? Anoint him. Okay. He says also, I taught this, I think, in another church, how the prophet is the one that anoints the president. It's not your, your votes. But the problem is, the reason why God cannot trust the prophet, because this was the original structure. You never voted for the person, for the leader. Do you remember when God said from the beginning, it was not so? Do you remember? Do you remember? Yeah. He says, our father, you know, Moses told us, Jesus went and said from the beginning. Moses allowed this because of the hardness of your, your heart. And so... The original view in regards to two dimensions 
he says anoint jehu son of nimshi king so anything to deal with leadership comes from god it's not your vote but because of the hardness of our heart we became a democratic system and most of the time you don't know tomorrow so you will choose a leader based on what he is telling you today but god knows the hearts of men you see why it's important to go back to the bible system having said that the other side of it the reason why this cannot happen easily is because elijah has been bought so the reason why we cannot advocate for this now the goal first is to correct the leader i mean the, the prophet so that the prophet can tell us the leader but the problem why today we cannot go through this direction is because our prophet is bought do you understand i believe in the days where there will be no need to spend two billion to do an election there is no need it's a waste of money god is in the future and god is the future all we need to do is to pray and use that money to build hospitals build institutions where we can come and pray for people to be healed is that making sense so he says anoint jehu son of nimshi king and also elisha now who is saying who is saying here who is saying god who is god telling who is saying who is god telling elijah now who is who 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 spoke the name prophet look also elisha son of shaphat of abel monala you shall anoint as prophet so who is the one that demarcated the the road of prophet is it elijah that told elisha you are a prophet the only thing elijah does is that he comes with the oil of gladness he doesn't come to chart the course god is the one that lifts men we are brought into the system of being part of that lifting and that's why the bible says god is the lifter of men so if god is gonna lift you to operate in any rank it's god that lifts so you can't serve a prophet and be a prophet it's a lie please let's stop lying to people you can't serve a pastor and be a pastor you can serve a prophet and end up an evangelist because anoint elisha prophet so what he has done is that i believe from heaven god has said it and the much he can do is to put the anointing now those two even if god said it and you dishonor the one that should anoint you, you know africa we live in a lot of ignorance you dishonor men that god has obviously honored so the fact that god told you you are a prophet you dishonor ananias that is the eye opener simply because you met jesus yourself so what's the need of then jesus leading you to ananias if you met him there has to be a reason so god is the one that establishes and the prophet is the one that prospers that establishment so with a prophet is the laying on of hand to transmit not to make the prophet is a transmitter not a maker god is the maker the prophet is the transmitter so both are critical in your becoming and even if you saw jesus in your dream saying this and dishonor the person that whose hand should come upon you to release a grace what you have done is that you have prolonged your season of becoming and africa suffers from that thing please africa forget pride the gospel is not about you the gospel is for you not about you the gospel is about christ but for you you see the difference and let's have this mentality of receiving from people that God has obviously honored. 
even just refusing honor let's ignore honor let's assume he's not anointed his age alone is what honor leave anointing his age let us be willing to be people that are willing to be impacted by people that have gone ahead of us oh senior pastor first of the deaconess that doesn't matter when you meet a man by age as advanced he knows something more than you what is even important he has advanced in age and in christ what better thing than that can we celebrate the man of god can we celebrate him? now sir i take my head very seriously no man puts a hand on my head no man i protect my 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 amblongata medulla i don't play games with my head because this is where wisdom flows i don't play games but i want you to know that as a little ministry we honor what god has given you the second thing in that arrangement is seated there watching i was looking at her because me i'm corrective if you if you push people i'll say no 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 they didn't fall you push them here we don't play games we check everything no games involved here do you understand if your husband you must love your wife and we will beat you if your wife tells us you don't love her we don't play games here and if you are a wife you must submit to your husband if you don't want submission as a woman don't get married stop bothering us a lot of divorces misusing God's name because we refuse to walk in God's statutes God is as easy as honoring him and God is as hard as dishonoring him you want the fruit of dishonor follow it there are many you want the fruits of honoring God follow there are many he says cast your bread upon the waters this is what you have done to me is it over 10 years huh? how many years 60 good luck how, how old am i oh my god yeah i've been telling these people that my id is not saying the truth have you had my what, what is happening oh my did you hear how many years folks see now you is two months and you are leaving me 16 go up ah, you want to tell am i that old i'm feeling like i could have he says cast your bread upon the waters you will find it he didn't say after a season this is not season it is and you can imagine what many means it might not even be because a thousand years is like a so it might not even be you'll be dead maybe 10 generations after you will repeat that's what he's saying many days i thank god that in my lifetime i have seen the beauty of casting bread and meanwhile please this is not a scripture for business because it's not land it's water you need to understand the difference that word bread there is not what you eat jesus says i'm the bread of life cast jesus upon many waters that word water is life if i cast jesus upon her life do you understand it has nothing to do with the economy don't teach your own things here he says cast bread take jesus and cast him out in a crusade ground those people are the waters the life 
and he says if you put Jesus in a man after many days Jesus will come back with that man after many years woman of God you have encouraged me to know that what I've done and what I'm doing is not in vain and I will keep doing it I'll keep telling people that their husbands are abroad if you know if you don't get it forget about it you're not supposed to now I know my office will be full of people wanting to see me this coming week it says uh, 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 pastor you see that thing you did for the woman of God eh? can you try it for me can you see on my behalf no we will not prostitute prophecy because that's what some of us do once you get one little word you now use the next ten to make money for yourself say so a seed so a seed did you sow a seed yeah she sold her life and look what God has made to the glory of God hallelujah can you make a prayer long teach me how to cast my bread teach me how to cast Jesus upon many lives for that's the only hope that after many days you will find it I will find it if you put Jesus on people you will find Jesus he's the guarantee he's the only bread that's a guarantee your business can fade off with economy your resources can die but if you give men Jesus Jesus is the guarantee of life can you make a prayer for yourself Lord with my little ministry give me the grace to cast Jesus upon many people with my little will with my little understanding as I go out on the streets give me the grace to speak Jesus and make men receive this Jesus can you make a prayer for yourself Natamani kutembea na wewe Ewe Yesu kutembea na wewe Natamani kutembea na wewe Ewe Yesu kutembea na wewe Can you sing to Jesus Natamani Natamani Siku zote za maisha yangu Ewe Yesu Ewe Yesu kutembea haja ya moyo wangu Jesus with you 
are you hearing me god came and told you but it's not the only layer of prophecy there is what you call secondary prophecy secondary prophecy is not what god told you but what you read for example it can be influenced with the fact that january is dry so you can speak based on the seasons that god has said god never came and told you are you following me it's still part of our arrangement of prophecy but god didn't tell you direct you can pick an atmosphere you can pick an ambience but god never god never came and told you that's still part of it but secondary prophecy should be used as an intermediary as a as the last part so for example primary prophecy is what he was saying he told someone that two women do you remember now in case that person had his heart please you people do you hear when we teach please hear the secondary platform of that prophecy is for example i gave her a record with her my sister here let's say she ate gideri yesterday are you hearing me now when you are a prophet you must check those two which one is primary and which one is secondary now in case god tells you things like bank account and gideri he doesn't tell you for you to say it please prophets hear what we teach the error that you see in the bodies because people trying to move in dimensions they have not been given authority over stay in your lane and man of god when we say this they call us proud because in africa if you know it's a problem if you don't know it's a problem so even wonder the goal is to die just die if you know here even now as i'm teaching i was like how can he say that i can say that because i have authority in my backing i know what i teach the secondary one is god can show you bank account show you the the outward cloth he has worn show you many things but it's not so that you can say he puts that as a secondary key in case the primary one has not really broken the person's heart and the heart is still of rock you now take part of it to convince more 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 flesh you put more flesh into your prophecy but it's not necessary please do you hear me and I'm, that's what i'm seeing in africa everyone is doing foolish things you ate food you ate bread and chips so what's the purpose what's the purpose of bread and chips how do you even eat bread and chips at the same time and it's a woman that wants to be married who will marry a woman that takes bread and chips and combines them and eats them at the same time i wouldn't glory be to god hallelujah if you you would you have grace god bless you with bread and chips but i want you to imagine bread and then you take chips inside and you press it and that's a woman that's what going to be a, a, a wife she will press you <laughs> hallelujah so the most important one is this prophecy can be telling jesus loves you that's the prophecy that's the primary prophecy but because god knows the hardness of the heart of that man he can deploy secondary prophecy with the aim that you will only use it if the first layer of prophecy you have said has not penetrated deep then you now add little with a lot of intelligence not that you will drive men to you the secondary part of prophecy drives men to men which is very used in africa and many don't know the primary prophecy drives men to christ 
and you are not allowed to use a secondary platform unless when Jesus says I saw you sitting under that was not necessary what was necessary is what a heart of you are not following a heart of no a man that has no guile so the primary prophecy was to transmit a man that has no guile sitting under a tree in case the man now has a heart that wants to know more then now you deploy sitting under a tree so what is sitting under a tree going to do to save your life the most important there is jesus was teaching a heart can be without guide that's the primary part of prophecy but sitting under a tree is not important unless you are using it to win the heart of a person more to to jesus do you understand your prophecies are the same I was trying to see how you use secondary prophecy and I noticed your prophecies are primary prophecies and then you are using secondary prophecy when he was giving testimony it was a prophecy he's winning your heart to know that God can win nations not that he's using him the goal is to show you that nations can come under the reign of Christ so he's using the secondary platform of prophecy which is his testimony but the primary goal is Rwanda came under the government of God Uganda came under the government of God conversation ends there but if we don't teach the body of Christ this after service sir our offices will be full of people you wonder what you are teaching now why do you follow us to our office even after you would rather even follow me on Wednesday and then you tell me it was it was diluted the word of God was diluted we need to add it but now as I'm teaching, such a heavy teaching, and after service, man of God, I want to see. What do you want to see me for? You have seen Jesus. Let's sing for them. I see. Is it CW? Seated on the throne. Who are you seeing? I see. So if you can see Jesus, why do you need to see me? I see that's all you need to see and we must train the church to see jesus cut off intermediaries cut off cut off middle men people that sell the word of god cut men off let people meet jesus so when i started teaching this i was in nairobi doing very well i didn't know just like my father and the lord Arome Osai, the great apostle, said it that he stands on a pulpit and he says he wants to give what do you call it? Uh, huh? Not competition. He wants to, he's challenging pastors to rise up and say, I am CW and I've slept with no woman. That becomes a problem. And you don't see that righteousness is returning. What a wicked generation you are that you demonize a man because he stood and says he gives a challenge as a pastor if i've slept with you raise your hand i would give the very same challenge here but that will be seen as pride what a generation this is a perverse generation is what we are that you can demonize a man because he gave a challenge and it's a beautiful challenge yet demons have entered into the church and now you use such a challenge to say there is pride where is pride there then what is marriage 
may the lord forgive this generation so here you're welcome again and here you you give it as it is is the lord don't don't sugarcoat it here they know here even if you say i see three <laughs> we will close the door so you notice we have protocol on the doors the reason why we put and they have padlock when such a prophecy comes we lock the door so there's no way out mm. so when you say you you call them pr protocols will bring them say we no, it's you come then we will carry them say stand they say i saw 59 women say uh -huh. Uh -huh. continue and then the camera will be closed so after the prophecy will come and tell you the prophet told you so we will check you the goal is to win such to christ you that is spiritual restore such can we again bless the lord for the great man of god all of you here have taught us you have shared with the women what you have done women here have found out you mean people can fall with a hand a woman laying you know i was checking i said ah oh yeah that one has fallen for real and a woman has done that women hallelujah women can you celebrate your own can you celebrate yeah, go and do it go look at the cart in your house lay hands on the cart start there don't 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 start on humans start on cats and goats by them here are several goats i want to go and try there is one sick goat that has refused to see so i want to go and say goat see while you are touching men i want to start with goats and lay my hands on goats and cows and make them see the last one you have taught us something sir yes i know many places men like you are rarely celebrated and i'm not ignorant to know that dr hansen is here one of the helps is because of you there is a private role you play into the public role of our doctor the reason i'm saying this is this if there is something i've learned from you is commitment men africa You see what Dr. Hansen has done here. After that in Africa, tomorrow I will start a branch. And then I will go and edit a video like that and say, I will look for all the places I've been with the president and then put it. And then say, do you want to do you want an international preacher? A preacher that sees everything. A preacher that sees where the location of hell is and who are the people that are currently in heaven. Look no further. C.W. John is his man. <laughs> where africa i know it's a beauty i know i know you are if your heart is being set negatively by this that shows you how lost you are that you can see 26 years commitment it's like he's his wife that's only happens in marriage marriage is a bond there is nothing bounding him to him he can wake up and go so it is not marriage you have taught us commitment and sacrifice it has to be severe sacrifice to stay with a man and this is why most of the time because of that men of God cut off from men because he was a man of God when he begins to bring you close you see the man you see how he changes then you begin to lose of God so familiarity enters you talk to him the way you want because I mean I'm, I'm connected May the Lord forgive us. Can we celebrate him for teaching commitment? No, no, no. Please celebrate him. Celebrate him well. Celebrate him. Celebrate him.
It's an amazing thing. Thank you for your commitment. I've learned commitment. I've taken some notes. Hallelujah. Lastly, bring me this book, Mawasayon. Yes. Where is the admin? Come. Now, look here. This is what I've learned. So much. I was looking at people not writing, I'm wondering. Me, I'm the senior pastor here. And I cannot guarantee you what he's saying we don't know. Nakiburi mekufinya. You know, my people, let us be... Okay. He says everything rests on foundation. Is that his word? So if the foundation be shaken because it's a scripture to it, what can the righteous? So be careful what you're building. Be careful of the foundation of your marriage. How you start marriage, how you start ministry. Be careful. If you start anything in dishonor, you are going to put rocks on dishonor. You will be dishonored. He says, being immoral, I don't know if that's, he said it, but me, I caught it in my own beautiful way. He says, I wrote it this way. Being, don't go back to the clip and say, there is nothing that, no, understand. I got it in a deeper way. We were teaching about immorality. He says, in my view, being immoral is one thing. Spreading immorality is another thing. I found it. Do you remember the way of Balaam? Balaam was immoral. Now it became a way. See the difference? So whatever you are struggling with, don't teach it. It is better for you to struggle with it and receive healing than make others enter into it. Oh my God. When that day comes, what will be to you? The third one, upholding Christian values. Not humanitarian values. We are not humanitarian people here. We are Christians. Christian has Christian. Tell your neighbor, Christianity has values. Please, if you can, can you stand up? Are you older than him? Unless you have a... And the, the grace to heal is here. That's why we are hard here. Part of the things we must learn. Someone is 70, 60 something. And you, you are 22 and you are already sitting. Shame on you. And, and I'm still your pastor. And I expect to see you next Sunday. Hallelujah. Upholding Christian values. Another one. In order to save, one must be willing to speak the truth. I like this. At all levels. Those were his words. You don't change truth because you've met a president. Truth remains truth at all levels. Nobody can, nobody can touch you unless God allows it. You notice he emphasized it. You needed to have seen me. From today, I, I said, I, I'm going to ask, I want you to touch me. I'm not going to wait for anyone to think. I said, brother, I want you to touch me. And then when you touch me, you fall. I said, uh -huh. I will go. If I was not mature, I would provoke people. I said, can you, bro, I pray that you touch me. Hallelujah. The church is the savior of the nation. It's not economics and politicians. There is nothing they can do for you. Believe me. They just make noise here. Without the church, no politics is not a game. Politics cannot help you. When the day politicians sit with the church and not bring us offerings here to cheat us and buy men of God, 
that's the day we'll begin to experience revival i want jesus to say well done to me my god i know it but it hit me different i don't know because an old man said it but it hit me i want jesus to say well done be careful of taking your own exam do i always tell you that be careful and hearing people tell you bro when you teach i felt like dying is the spirit of life is not the spirit of death god wants a righteous man proverbs 14 34 the key is to constantly represent jesus why do you want the calling you want revelation 12 1 psalm 72 19 matthew 5 13 genesis 1 28 matthew 28 19 people with animal you know that thing hit me i've met enough of them now i know i didn't know you can like you can take the brain of an antelope and put it in a human being of course i know what it means people with an animal mind and then he gave the scripture in daniel that he will give him the heart of the beast and then you see he pointed at mask do, do i not teach you and i tell the camera not to show you so that if i'm in trouble i die alone animal minds i now knew that you can think like an animal just 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 do this you will understand later you just nod your head <laughs> people with animal minds you don't need to be in the in eh? you don't need to be in it to confront it this one was mine when he taught fight for others i speak in parables your daughter doesn't need to be raped by the teacher for you to finally go and confront the teacher when someone else's daughter is in a problem take it as your own and confront darkness even if it has not yet gotten to your house i speak to you in parables hallelujah daniel 2 33 4 4 13 to 16 the heart of the beast the plan of hamas is first to kill every jew and come destroy christians i understood it better so if the jews go down christians what are you remaining with you are the second option this is not a branch the mark of the beast this one is mine the mark of the beast is having his heart this one is mine when he was teaching i found it and i'm gonna study that jesus told me you see the mark of the beast is what it's not really just a number it is the heart having the heart that's the mark of the beast the heart of the beast can you imagine am i wasting your time hebrews 6 18 to 19 hope in jesus christ good lord second corinthians 3 12 hope galatians 6 9 hope everything is talking about hope hope is the power that restores a broken heart i by the where are the broken hearted women are many um any woman that has a broken heart your boyfriend broke you of course i know what it means by a broken heart a godless heart hope people that have lost hope in christ you give them hope last one no second last one let god use you be his eyes his hands and his heart the eyes and hands i know heart his heart then i connected it i found a man after my own you see how it's good to have a pastor? 
that if there was any correction i would have said it and i would never have allowed him to come again can you imagine what? with such notes why wouldn't he come again in fact are you seeing what i'm saying <laughs> you will only manifest who backs you that's what the your wife said you see then your wife have learned who knew that a student can teach the teacher you will only manifest who backs you my confidence is in jesus christ she said that when she was here man bro i'm gonna check my backup system you will only manifest who backs you can you look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor neighbor it's beautiful to learn tell your neighbor learn always know always see always hear always think always perceive always understand always comprehend always make sure you get your all the all the always add them there and do them always for the glory hallelujah hallelujah may the lord bless you in jesus name we thank you for tuning in and listening to the warning radio program with dr jonathan hansen and his wife reverend adalia hansen at share the love center with teacher john cw in nairobi kenya recorded january 28 2024 Dr. Hansen is asking that you please send donations to World Ministries International at P.O. Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. Make out the check to WMI and send it to World Ministries International, P.O. Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. You can also telephone 360-629-5248, 360-629-5248. Five two four eight, three six zero six two nine five two four eight, and share with nearly all major credit cards. You can visit our website, click on the donate button, and share with PayPal or Zelle. And with Zelle, reference the email warning at worldministries.org. Reference the email at warning at worldministries.org. Dr. Hansen wants to return to Kenya to meet with political leadership to speak the truth and to save the nation from the New World Order. Please designate your donations for the return to Kenya to speak to the political leadership. Thank you very much, and may the Lord richly bless you. Shalom. <laughs>